0: I tried to follow a couple of yoga classes online. I I think I was watching an advanced class, and I'm sort of competitive, so the person who was the instructor, I feel like, took his left heel and put it behind his right ear, and I tried to do the same, but I'm not quite that flexible.
1: (laughs) Flexibility is something that we have to really work on as we age.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Ryan, the president of the University of Virginia, and I'd like to welcome all of you to another episode of Inside UVA. This podcast is a chance for me to speak with some of the amazing people at the university and to learn more about what they do and who they are. My hope is that listeners will ultimately have a better understanding of how UVA works and a deeper appreciation of the remarkably talented and dedicated people who make UVA the institution it is. Today's guest is Erica Perkins, Associate Athletics Director and Executive director for I am Rec Sports. Uh, Erica, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. It's
0: an honor. So first things first, am I right that you once fell off a bridge while running a half marathon and nonetheless completed the race?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Is that what got you interested in sports in the first place?
1: No, um, that might have stopped my career in sports at that point. <laughs>
0: So, tell me a little bit more about it. So,
1: I mean, I was running, uh, you know, signed up for the Colonial Half Marathon in Williamsburg. And the race starts at one o'clock on a Sunday, and it was pouring down rain. It's February, it's cold, and I was soaked at the start line. But here we go. And in that race, there's, um, it weaves kind of in and out through some swamp woodlands, marshy kind of stuff. And they have bridges. And as you as you go through each of these little bridge parts, the crowd, you know, they funnel in. And so I didn't want to get caught in the crowd. So I wanted to get this thing over with. And I thought I was um, had a superpower and could skirt around everybody on the edge of the bridge, which was a railroad tie. And as soon as I put my foot on it, I slipped. I heard the whole like everyone behind me just have that big like oh and i was sitting there dangling mortified and did like a little hand step over to the embankment got up and ran because i was so embarrassed i couldn't stand it and that was unfortunately only at mile five and i had a long way to go and so uh the only thing that got me through was a, a adrenaline and a very bruised ego
0: Um, Well, I'm glad you finished the race. I, I, one time, we lived in the Netherlands for a year and I was one time running across a park and I saw ahead that the grass changed from dark green to light green And then I realized that the reason it changed from dark green to light green is because the light green was algae on top of a canal. I realized that when I was in the middle of the canal. (laughs) So (laughs) I know how you were feeling. (laughs) Okay, good.
1: Yeah, it was was quite an experience.
0: Um, I remember scrambling off the bank and I was covered with algae and and what felt like seaweed. I felt like Sigmund the Sea Monster. I don't know if you ever remember that character from Saturday morning television shows a long time ago. But um, in any event, I am not here to talk with you about um, your running mishaps. I wanna hear everything there is to know about I Am Rec Sports. But first, um, a little bit about you. How did you end up in Charlottesville and at UVA? What brought you here?
1: So my husband was actually born and raised in Charlottesville, and um, we moved back shortly after our son was born. And at that time, I was doing a lot of fitness consulting, uh, locally, regionally, on educating and certifying um, in the health and fitness industry. And so I started helping out the fitness department at UVA. And so I was able to develop a rapport and um, really enjoyed working with the, the department and the team, the students. It was you know, It's always just a fun energy and vibe that comes from comes from that group and so a couple years later there was a vacancy and I was asked to consider applying for it and the rest is history.
0: And when when was that?
1: I started working doing the consulting with them in 1995 and I started full-time in
0: 1998. And then you sort of worked your way up the ladder to become executive director.
1: Yeah I have.
0: Tell people who are listening a little bit about I Am Rec Sports, because it it covers a lot of territory that I think people might not realize.
1: It's funny, because back years ago, we had a a slogan that said, we do more than just play sports. In recent years, I've been finding myself saying, we're more than just a gym. But ultimately, it's it's about connecting people and concepts and actions that hopefully inspire a lifelong commitment to total well-being and offering positive experiences through all of our services, venues, and programs.
0: So can you talk a little bit more about the nuts and the bolts? So you're more than just a gym, but you do oversee the gyms. And you offer a huge array of classes. And they're open to all students, faculty, and staff?
1: So they're open to all students. Um, access to each of our uh, facilities is part of their comprehensive fee. And then faculty and staff that want to join, they can be a member for all of our services too for less than a dollar a day.
0: That sounds like a good ad.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, and in addition, what else is covered by um, I Am rec
1: Sure. So. Because of the size of our spaces, we host quite a, a bit of large-scale events, anything from first-year move-in options to robotics competitions to alumni events. Um, our day-to-day, we are a fitness wellness center. We are one of the largest student employers on Grounds. I mean, Our students are lifeguards rock climbing instructors, tennis instructors. So our students are the backbone of of our operations. Um, Programmatically, we've got fitness classes ranging from indoor cycling to dance style, to strength, to yoga, um, about 70 to 80 classes each week that have a variety of different styles. Competitive sports leagues, everything from 7v7 flag football to spike ball and, and cornhole tournaments. We teach people how to play pickleball, tennis, martial arts, dance. Outdoor Adventure has the rock climbing center over at Slaughter Rec Center. We do hikes, paddling, kayaking, backpacking, wilderness first aid. And we have a rental center. So if a group wants to go uh, camping on a weekend or or whatnot, they can uh, get all the gear they need to, to be able to do that. Sleeping bags, tents, all of it. And then we have a challenge course, which is quite popular in the nice weather, uh, which is uh, an opportunity for team building, for groups to come in and and build trust and do activities that both that challenge folks mentally and physically on high ropes and low ropes.
0: And what about club sports? Are you connected to club sports as well?
1: Absolutely. We um, advise average each year approximately 60, 65 club sports.
0: 65 club sports? I didn't realize there were 65 sports.
1: We have Quidditch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you, what's the most unusual club sport you have? Do you think that takes the cake?
1: I mean, I think they're all, it's, it's unique. There's a lot of dance clubs that are very competitive, you know, nationally. You have, we have a traditional soccer, lacrosse, um, and things like that. But there's a lot of different dance groups and ultimate frisbee. The nice thing is, I think, it's that the students really sort of drive it. And they get priority reservation in our facilities to to be able to practice together.
0: So... You know, the pandemic has obviously changed life and work for everyone. And I know it caused a great deal of disruption in your world. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about how you and your colleagues coped and what challenges you faced and what changes you made.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I talk all the time with the team that we really are in the business of people. And there's a, a great deal of satisfaction of, of interacting and dealing with people. So when the pandemic hit and you had to stay distant and we, there was a lot of activities that we, we just couldn't offer based on guidelines as they were over time. We were closed for about four months. And when we finally reopened, there was definitely a, a lifted energy. People were really happy to get the doors open and be, be back. And even though it wasn't full-scale services by any stretch of the imagination. Just the ability to see people without the barrier of a screen felt a little more normal than doing everything via, via screen. We moved equipment a lot, the guidelines between 10 feet, six feet, and so on and so forth. Our, our basketball courts early on in the pandemic became where we put all of our exercise equipment.
0: Right, I remember seeing that, it was impressive.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of work. And as, as things progressed, the equipment's been back. There's certain things that we still can't offer. We have definitely also tried as a team to make sure if we cannot do it safely and in compliance, we've had to pull, pull it back. But everything that we, we can offer in a, in a safe way, we have certainly tried to put it out there and be as, as creative as we can to to continue to keep people connected and, and, and well, right? It's a you know, mental health.
0: Yeah, I think the mental health piece of it is huge.
1: Exactly. And exercise and movement and social engagement is a is a huge component to helping with mental health. So we continue to do as much as we can to provide a forum for people to be able to to tap into activity that that can help.
0: And have you had to move or did you move many classes outside? Have you taken advantage of the outdoors?
1: We did. Um we installed new um, outdoor exercise equipment outside uh, right behind Mem Gym and that's, that's getting some use. We also did a lot of stuff out at the park. We have various fitnessy pieces of equipment that we would roll out and, and use on the turf fields. Uh, we did outside walking classes. We did a lot of guided hikes. Uh, we brought in laser tag, you know, anything and everything we could do outside, we were trying to do so. And then activities that we could do where we could keep decent distance, if you will.
0: So let me ask you a slightly unfair question, which is, um, do you have a favorite gym among the gyms at UVA?
1: Uh, no. And this is because they're each unique.
0: I think that's the right answer for you to give.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're very unique. And, and I think that that's what is fun because right there, they offer different, you know, different things. So the Slaughterbeck Center has uh, rock climbing and the outdoor rental center is there. And the gym is a little bit more functional strength training as opposed to all the selectorized equipment and things like that. Whereas Mem Gym, that's the only one that has a combative boxing room.
0: I didn't know it had a boxing room.
1: It does. It's very cool. And Mem is just the original. It's going to be turning 100 years old and it just has a total nostalgia to it.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. It's a very classic looking gym.
1: Yes. So that one's a ton of fun. And... um you know, North Grounds, um, it has a pool that a lot of our swimmers enjoy going over there. You don't have to work around the varsity athletic schedule. We have squash courts over at North Grounds. We have uh, squash and racquetball at North Grounds. And then AFC is uh, our, our largest facility. Yeah, so I think it's just, it depends on what your interest is, uh, maybe that day, that week, or an opportunity to try something different.
0: So, any advice you 'd give to students who have not yet taken advantage of um, what you have to offer?
1: Oh my goodness, I think they just need to come and try or ask, and um, there's a lot of our students that would also love to you know be a buddy to help them you know experience something for the first time. Or, or reach out and ask for a customized uh, option. We certainly do a lot of customized classes uh, for for different groups, be it a CIO or a club sport or a, any um, organization or a group of, of students on a hall in a dorm. They, they can reach out and we can customize sort of an experience for them to try out a lot of different options.
0: That's great advice. Um, Well, Erica, thanks so much for spending time with me and with all of our listeners. And I want to thank you not only for um, what you do in normal times, but to thank you and your team for everything you have done during the pandemic to keep facilities open, um, to keep people um, healthy, both physically and mentally, and to work as hard as you can to give people opportunities to continue participating in the incredible programs that you offer. So I'm honestly on behalf of everyone at UVA, um, you have my deepest gratitude.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I have the kudos really go to the team and our students for sure. So thank you. Inside UVA is a production of WTJU 91.1 FM and the Office of the President at the University of Virginia. Inside UVA is produced by Mary Garner McGee, Brooke Whitehurst, Matt Weber, and Nathan Moore. We also want to thank Erica Perkins, Monica Schack, Athena Haney, and McGregor McCants. Our music is turning to you from Blue Dot Sessions. Listen and subscribe to Inside UVA in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon with another conversation about the life of the university.